On today's episode of the Hitman Podcast, MG and I break down the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We talk about what was possibly the greatest playoff game ever played between the Chiefs and the Bills. We get off into the Bengals and Joe Shiesty doing his thing against the Tennessee Titans on his way to the AFC Championship. We talk about the NFC side of things. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers take the fall, and there's a new king of the NFC on our way to the Super Bowl in L.A. Sean Payton calls it quits in New Orleans, and we get back into the A.B. saga. In the NBA bands, we talk about the James Harden trade rumors. Quick hits, we talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame announcements and how some of the all-time greats are officially out of Cooperstown. Can't forget about Francis Ngannou retaining the UFC Heavyweight Championship and who his next opponent is going to be in the octagon or in the boxing ring. Don't forget the sneaker rundown, the game show, and shout outs. Episode 65 on the way, coming in hot. Like I need pyro or like fireworks or something. That's one of the hardest intros in the game. You feel me? Still give me chills. Whenever you hit an MVP chant, you already know it's the deal. It's the most valuable podcast in the world. It's the Hitman Podcast. Chris checking in live from where I'm at, Fayetteville, Arkansas. <laughs> that don't even sound lit, but I'm gonna get to it in a second. I got my brother in here. Three one three MG. What's the deal, bro? How you feeling? What's good with you, bro? Move over here, man. Dealing with the snow. You? I heard, man. I had to jam up out of there real quick. Hope everybody's staying safe in the Midwest. I know it's getting crazy with this, uh, this win, what they call it, Winter Vortex 3.0. Make sure y'all still clear that black ice. Make sure y'all getting out there to them cars in the morning. I uh, I paid a young boy the other day $30 to shovel my whole driveway. I can't do it like that no more, man. Hey man, hey, let the little young can get out here and earn the money though, you know. Man, but he did it so fast, I was like, damn, I gotta hurry up and get to the bank. I ain't even had no cash on me. I was <laughs> I was like, I'll be right back, I'll be right back. I hope he ain't think I was trying to get him, but I I, I took care and no shout out to little bro because he 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 did the whole driveway. Hit him up, hit him right back. But I'm cool, bro. It's just I ain't in the greatest of moves this week. Uh I wanted to get on in pod with you. Uh I got some some stuff on my mind, some things on my chest. I went and saw Spider-Man, right? Okay, for sure. I, I got a chance to check out. I had some time to myself this past week after football, so I caught up on some stuff. I got. I finally saw Squid Game all the way through. I saw Spider-Man, and I watched um, the, the new Matrix, the Matrix, right? Oh, buddy. The, <laughs> so you know where I'm going. Yep. The same feeling I got. So this is how I handle the dunk contest every year. 
I always, for the past few years, recent years, I get disappointed with how the dunk contest turns out, right? So what do I do? Soon as it's over with, I don't waste no time. I instantly hit YouTube. I instantly hit Daily Motion or somewhere. And I go watch the 2000 dunk contest from start to finish. You feel me? Kind of like to cleanse my palate. That's the same way I did with these movies. So I went and saw uh, the new Spider-Man. It wasn't for me. I ain't going to say it was whack. I ain't going to say it was trash. I'm going to say it wasn't for me. You feel me? And then I immediately went home and watched the first one, Big Toby Draco. You feel me? Because that's yeah. the Spider-Man that I, that I bang with. Uh, the same thing with the new Matrix. Like I watched it. They had uh, Yaya in there as Morpheus. Shout out to Yaya. Had Keanu, some of the original players, but it just wasn't for me. I ain't going to say it was whack. I ain't going to say it was boo or dirt or trash. Feel me? I'm going to just say it wasn't for me. But I went back and watched the first one. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm back to, you know what I'm saying? I'm back to my regular self. You had to hit the little reset button. Yeah, I, just, I be having to do that every year. So I'm hoping, you know, the All-Star game is in Cleveland this year. I'm hoping that we get you know, a, a refresh, but if it's if it hit like that, it's gonna be a ritual thing for me. I'm gonna go back and watch that 2000 Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady. You feel me? I'm gonna watch them tear it down again, like it's brand new, like it's this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we get some guys in there that we want to see. When y'all hopefully. gonna when y'all gonna get the All Star game in the D, man? What's up? Little Caesars is a decent little arena, man. I don't know, bro. They go everywhere else in the Midwest, but here, because you know, you know what? I'm gonna hold my thoughts. <laughs> I was about to go Joe Keem Noah out here. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's easy. It's low-hanging fruit. It's hard not to. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm going to let them have it. I'm going to let them have it. But when you think about it, they done been everywhere, except for the new Milwaukee. And they had Milwaukee, like, not too long. Like, uh, in recent memory. But y'all the only Central Division team that they had. They had it in Indiana. Mm-hmm. They had it. They having it in Cleveland in a couple of weeks. Had it in the shy a couple of years ago, right? Only one that's missing is Detroit. Yep, New Arena. Like, like before, I could understand not wanting to go out to Auburn Hills because it's so far outside of the city, right? But now, now that we back in you know downtown, is you, you got to go there. They got to come back. Before we get off into the show, we want to let y'all know that we everywhere that podcast live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that. Make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag, the hitmanpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on the socials. Instagram is at hitmanpodcast, at labeled and known. Same thing with the Twitter. Check my boy out, MG, uh, at Virtuoso Sports, and catch him live exclusively only on blitzsportsnetwork.com. You feel me? Before we get off into the show, big shout out to uh, Gary Koichi. I'm starting my shout outs early. Uh, found the CEO of Pod Digital Media. He rocking with us heavy. Uh, he just landed a multi-year, multi-million dollar sponsorship deal with McDonald's. You feel me? Ba da ba ba ba. I'm cashing out. <laughs> shout out to my player partner, though GC. He been working hard. Um, really dope, inspirational story, man. Um, McDonald's was his first job. You feel what I'm saying? And he goes from that being his first job, kind of like Prince Hakeem and coming to America to landing, you feel me, a, a big dog deal at his entrepreneurial venture with Pod Digital Media. If you're looking to get into podcasting and you feel like you got a worthwhile presence, uh, reach out to Pod Digital Media. They might be able to take you from the, <laughs> I was, it's low hanging fruit. They might be able to take you from the pit to the palace. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Where you think you from, MJ? You from the pit or you from the palace, bro? Look, man, I'm definitely not from the palace, man. 
1,000 percent out the, the mud, mud, bro. Out the mud with it. That's how we starting to show y'all know how we get out each and every time we do it. The woo wop the bams. You feel me? I'm gonna play that just because that's how I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. So boom, we start with the NFL. Divisional round playoffs just got finished up. Probably the greatest weekend in playoff football history. I know you can't be happier, bro. Your quarterback, Matthew Stafford, with an S, and the S is for stain. You feel what I'm saying? Matthew Stafford, this postseason, in his first year with the Rams, has more playoff wins than his, what, 9, 10, 11-year stint with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. I mean, the Lions have one playoff win in 50-plus years. Damn. So, you know, it's some vindication for me, you know, from the outside, you know, from the inside uh, what be going on here. It's some vindication just to show people. No, Stafford wasn't the problem. It is moments, yeah, but he wasn't the problem. The organization is. Took down the juggernaut, took down the king, Tom Brady. At the crib, knocking off the defending champs uh, out in Tampa on what could have possibly been the greatest throw of his career. Um, they were winning 27 to 3 at one point, giving, giving the Bucks a paintbrushing at the crib. Um, but then Tom Brady, the myth of Tom Brady, they just let that sleeping dragon wake up and start going nuts, bro. He started going galactic on the field, brought him all the way back, tied the game. At uh, 27 all But then the Rams Had one more drive Cooper Cup Obviously the heavyweight Wide receiver champion Of the of the world Of the season Triple crown winner This past year Made clutch catches At the end Setting up a A, a chip shot field goal To send LA Into the NFC championship Where they hosting it At the crib With a possibility Of being in the Super Bowl Following in Tom Brady Footsteps Playing for the Super Bowl At home In SoFi Stadium Man, oh man. At first, I just want to give a shout out to Cooper Cut for the double move. Straight up and down. The double move was filthy. <laughs> it was straight filthy. up and down. <laughs> straight but, up uh, and down. Man, yeah, I was on the edge of my seat, uh, seat man. The fumbles. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I was worried, especially once, you know, TB start, start moving the start ball. Doing, down the start doing them dirty. You feel me? Yeah, the Mike Evans touchdown. I was like, oh my God. Not and now. you saw you saw their demeanor, though? Like it was strict, strictly business. Him and Mike, you know, Mike Evans kind of demonstrative. He'll throw the ball in the crowd. He walked straight back to the sideline, like, nah, let's get it. We in yep. mode. You seen it yeah, one too many times, bro. It's like, damn, he's that good. He's that, you know what, you know what my takeaway was? And we'll get off into it into the next game I'm talking about. But you gotta put a dagger through this man's heart in order for him to make it, in order for it to be real. It's almost like the boogeyman or Michael Myers. You gotta see his head on a pike before you can be like, all right, cool. I can rest. 20, you up 27 to 3. And OBJ said he still didn't feel comfortable. How how do you compete with that? You know what I'm saying? Uh I mean, the only the only thing you can compete with that uh, with is uh the other man in them up in the other game. <laughs> Talk your shit. Even, you're not even safe on fourth and th- you know fourth and thirtieth apparently sometimes. So <laughs> dogs. The Rams at the crib, man. It's looking like they becoming the head-on favorite. Everybody keeps trying to uh, tone it down. Say the 49ers are star-crossed right now, but everybody kind of has a narrative. Everybody has a story. Everybody thought the Raiders was gonna make it. They like you know they're gonna they're gonna persevere despite everything that's gonna happen this year. They're gonna make it a Cinderella story. And Joe Shiesty took them boys down. He said, we don't care what y'all, who y'all supposed to be? 
all right, cool. We supposed to be scared of y'all. All right, cool. This my this my boy Jamar. This my boy T. And we finna bust y'all ass. Joe Shiesty, Joe Joe Burrow took out the number one seed in the hood. Took out the Tennessee Titans, returning uh, Der- Derrick Henry back from injury, back off of injury reserve at the crib. Man, man. That boy Joe Burrow filthy he, with he it. Your, he got to be your new favorite quarterback. Don't lie. Don't lie. I'm, I'm, I'm still Herbert all day, but Joe. <laughs> oh hey, come on, stop. I'm still stop. Herbert all day, man. But Joey B is filthy. I'm not gonna hold. Justin G Herbert is, is a surfer. Joe Burrow is is a dog, bro. He, he, oh, he is. And you can tell he, he got super cocky. So he's super cocky, but like. I don't know, man. I ain't never known nobody from Cincinnati to really have like no bragging rights. I think Joe Burrow's on his way to getting a statue outside of uh, outside of Paul Brown one of these days. Him and Jamar Chase. Oh my God. Yeah, that look. I don't. He got faster. He was not that fast in college. <laughs> Anybody who watched the film, he was not this fast in college. Um, I don't know where this new speed came from. He set a new rookie record for multiple 100-yard games in the playoffs. Um, it's something about these LSU receivers, man, between him and Justin Jefferson up in Minnesota. Um, did you catch this? You caught the whole the whole game on this one, right? Yes, sir. Was that an interception or not? I'm I'm gonna go with no because I'm still of the I'm still old school man. If the ball hit the ground while you catching it, Brad, no catch. I'm still old school with it. I don't remember who was calling that game, but like they keep talking about Sean Hockley um, being public enemy number one. If if the if John Q. Public knows your name and you're a referee, it's, it's a serious problem. But Nevertheless, man, the Titans just didn't do enough. The first pass from Ryan Tannehill of the game was a was an interception. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of yeah. already told you the tale of the tape. Mike Vrabel went from being everybody's favorite coach, coach of the year candidate to motherfuckers is like, yay, uh, what we doing? Why are we wasting Derrick Henry's comeback season, his comeback game? AJ Brown was going crazy too, but it just wasn't enough to take down the Bengals, man. They going in to to face another juggernaut, another juggernaut, and this is the game I really wanted to get to. And you got to give me my props too, because last time I was on, I said that about the Bengals. Any given Sunday, you did, you did, you did. Any given Sunday, I do got to give it. it up to you, Joe Mixon, <laughs> Joe Mixon, Joe Shiesty, and Jamar Chase, the the three Js. They 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 looking like they might end up in the Super Bowl, like getting in through the back door. Well, ain't nobody paying attention, but let's talk Bills and Chiefs for a second, man. I got a couple of takeaways from this game, mm-hmm. obviously. Y'all been hearing about it all weekend or since Sunday. Um, that was probably the the greatest playoff game ever played, but I wanted to spin it a little differently. Um, just stay with me for a second. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I understand if you disagree with me, but stay with me for a second. The Kansas City Chiefs are the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. The way they carry themselves, how fast and how powerful they are on offense, the flash and the and the swag and the flavor in which they kind of compete against other teams. They slept walk through the first, I don't know, 25% of the season. And then they ended up pulling up on, on, on everybody in serving notice, taking the division, getting the what number two seed. And these past two weeks, they just been demolishing everybody. Even this game with the Bills, like. 
the same way we talk about Brady, 13 seconds and you got the lead, you, you, you're not safe with Patrick Mahomes. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like that's one of the things where we talk about those third quarters that the Warriors used to have back in 2015, 2016, 2017. Patrick Mahomes is the Steph Curry of the NFL, in my opinion. The, the flashiness in which he plays the game, like the baby face, but cloak and dagger approach with things like don't get it twisted like I'm the company man I'm the face of the league but I'll cut your throat in order to get a championship that's the same way Steph Curry plays the game now in retrospect the way this game was played reminded me of when the Warriors was playing the Cavs because if Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry who was Josh Allen he had to be Braun had to be you saw the way he hit the truck stick on uh on 35 to get the first downs you saw how he was he was explosive with the 75 yard bomb to um uh Gabriel he had four touchdowns had him an Al Bundy game you feel what I'm saying but just the way that just the way that Joe Burrow was exhibiting power the whole time it was very similar to how Bron does his game head down straight to the basket beeline to the basket I'm gonna play bully ball and get and one that's when LeBron is at his best whether you're a fan of him or not that's the same thing Josh Allen was on over the weekend. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, we got a ton of talent, but I don't care who's in front of me. I'm Josh Allen and you ain't. You feel what I'm saying? First down at the first down. I think they didn't punt for the first 10 minutes. The, the first three possessions, they, they went on it on fourth down. That's all power moves. So it was very similar. The Chiefs and Bills game was very similar to a Warriors-Cavs NBA Finals, in my opinion. But... They gave you all the fireworks in a row. And I'm I'm talking way too much. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you shoot your shot and do your thing in a second, bro. But how great was this game over the weekend, dog? It, I mean, it, the word unbelievable is literally an understatement. It, it's, it's understatement. <laughs> it's not even cliche to say it right now. Like because uh, when you talk about especially once you get to like the last like seven minutes of the game and you oh, get the back and forth. Madness. It's just madness. And the thing with Josh Allen is he had a little bit of an inconsistent year in the regular season. But, you know, when you get to the big stage and when you do what they did to the Patriots and then you come into this game and you play like this, you know, it, he showed he showed the world why he deserved the money he got paid. You know what I mean? And that's now that's no easy feat to. And to go in the arrowhead for that matter and do this. Yeah, not easy. So, um, you know, all props to Josh Allen and the way he balled out. And I mean, Pat Mahomes with 13 seconds. That's just ridiculous. That just shouldn't even be. He told him, Pat, he told him, oh, we got three timeouts. Oh, you might as well pack your bags, bro. Look, if He's, I'm Josh uh, Allen and I get back to that side and I get back in that locker room after giving us the lead <laughs> that late in the game, and they got 13 seconds and all y'all got to do is get really two stops. I mean, 13 seconds, really two stops. Right. And it's like, Wow, y'all gave up two big plays. Like, y'all gave up almost four, four, I mean, almost fifty yards in offense in two plays. Seventy-five <laughs> seconds it took for them to score, and then they came back, and then the Chiefs came back down with another counter punch. Man, how cocky do you got to be if you Tyreek Hill to get somebody the peace sign and you ten yards behind them, not even ten yards ahead of them? They're like, oh, oh, oh you what? Oh no, you ain't catching me, dog. Peace out, Boy Scout. I'm gone. <laughs> right, he knew it. He, he knew it too. Right? Like he just—it's oh, like he could count the steps. He was like, "Nah, he ain't gonna get there. I'm, I'm gone." He remind me—he like, he remind me so much of Chad Johnson, bro. Like prime time, like prime Ocho Cinco. 
just mm-hmm. from the from the footwork, from the to the speed, to the way he like dominates whoever's on the other side of him. Remember when Ocho used to had a had a like the hit list? He's like, oh, who, which DB I'm playing this week? And he going he say, oh, who can stop eighty five? Like that whole campaign. Like Chad Johnson was a was one of my favorites uh, back then. Tyreek Hill is the same way. I love the way the Cheetah plays. I just think that too much is being made about him like he's too much of a target and they have all the targets in the world Pringle yeah. uh, McCole Hardman McKinnon Clyde Edwards Hilaire came back this game Travis Kelsey got caught the game winning touchdown and then you still got Patrick Mahomes when you think about Patrick Mahomes he's been a starter for what four years now yep. and he he has not gone less than the AFC championship game he came in the game AFC championship game Won the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl. This this year he's on his way back to the AFC Championship. That's that's legendary status, bro. Hosted four straight of them too. Dog, no, no. like, <laughs> and I was there last year in Arrowhead, and it's it's electric in there when he's when he's you know kind of being the band leader or orchestrating the offense. Man, like he has that on lock. I wouldn't be surprised if they blew whoever else is is out, like blew whoever out. Blew whoever is out there out in the AFC Championship or in the Super Bowl moving forward. Like, I don't know. Like, I I think the Bengals have an outside chance of catching the Chiefs sleep, sleepwalking if they think they're just going to come in and, like, do what the Warriors do because they do that um, quite a bit. They'll fall asleep on a team or play down to the competition and then somebody will catch them, sleep, uh, catch them slipping. But... If I was betting my life on it, what what Max Kellerman say for the fate of the universe? You feel what I'm saying? Hey man, I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the Chiefs to steamroll whoever coming. I think it's gonna be Chiefs and Rams at the crib in LA. Yeah, I mean it's looking like that. Um, I can't even remember who said it, but somebody was describing Tyreek Hill speed, and they said it's not necessarily. Yeah, he's fast and he's quick, but it's not even necessarily that. It's his acceleration. It's electric. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's radical. It's, it's, yeah, it's like once he has the ball in his hands, his acceleration is, a se- is second to none. He hit and, the, the nitrous. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's what, like. that's what it's like watching him almost. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, for the Bengals, I mean, obviously the number one thing, they, they can't repeat the, the same issue that they had in Tennessee. They can't give up nine sacks. That just can't happen. And not yeah. against the Chiefs. You yeah. got to take advantage of every opportunity, like the Bills did for the most part, to give yourself a, a chance to beat, you know, the, the Chiefs at home. You know, you got you to gotta be almost perfect. Exactly. And, and as far as the Bills go, you can't beat your chest about being the number one defense in the league and then give up all those points to the Chiefs or any team for that matter. Like people, I saw people this week complaining about the overtime rules, how Josh Allen didn't get a chance to respond. If you're the number one defense, stop somebody. Feel me? Like, that's the one time they say that defense is a disadvantage when it gets to overtime and you don't get the ball back or you don't get a chance to defend. If you're the number one defense, do your job. Do what you're getting paid millions of dollars to do, man. Yeah. Like, again, they gave up almost 50 yards in two plays in the regulation. 1,000%. Other big story in the NFL, Sean Payton, long time head coach of the New Orleans Saints decided to part ways with the team after this season. Um, 152 and 89 win-loss record for a 63% winning percentage. 
Uh, only nine and eight in the playoffs total, including the Super Bowl win uh, with Drew Brees as the quarterback. Word around the campfire is the the decision ain't been made about a head coach in Chicago yet, and your boy Sean Payton is a Chicago native, so I'm crossing my fingers. You feel me? Praying to the football guys that he lands in our lap. We just got the new GM. You feel me? But uh, more than likely, he's going to end up on TV for a year because he's still under contract with the Saints. I think it's three years, two years left. Oh, yeah. So you got to trade for the contract. Yeah. Yeah, got to trade for the contract, which we don't have the access to do unless we give up Khalil Mack and a whole bunch of other stuff. But the biggest takeaway, um, and it, pre- it seemed pretty obvious, they initially asked Sean Payton and he said he intended on returning to the team. And then two days later, he bounced. Um, the Saints can't compete. Coming into next season, they will be $74 million over the salary cap, dog. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's 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 wow. coaching suicide. Wow, bro. He doesn't have a quarterback to speak of. He doesn't have a wide receiver to speak of because Michael Thomas wasn't really banging with them towards the whole end of that situation. And everybody else on the payroll is breaking it in hand over fist. So... It, it just it just created the perfect recipe for for Sean Payton to bounce up out of there. Yeah, it's just crazy because they had to strip the team down the last two years basically because of salary cap issues. It's hard so, to compete, especially when you're in the South going up against Tom Brady these past two years. His future is yeah. also in jeopardy as well as Rob Gronkowski. They sent out a couple cryptic tweets this week thanking everybody in Tampa and everybody for their support, but they didn't leave any. Um, they didn't leave any definitive answers as to whether they're going to do, they're going to go which way um, going into next season. But Sean Payton is officially off the market, which opens up another coaching, uh, head coaching job in the NFL, along with teams like Houston, Miami, Chicago, aforementioned, um, Jacksonville, of course. They, they look like they're going to be locking in on Byron Left, which any day now, I was hoping that we would at least get a look. The Bears, I mean, would at least get a look at interview, but don't look like that's going to happen either, bro. Yeah, if you want Sean Payton now, man, go get him, go, go get him now. If you want him, go get him now. I agree. You do, you do not want to potentially leave it out there for next year if Mike McCarthy's not there after next season. Yeah, you know, everybody. Competing every, with the Cowboys. Like, yeah, you don't want to do that. Everybody keeps saying this is Jerry Jones' fingerprints are all over the situation. They think that, that he's going to try to come in and get his claws on him. Um, I don't think it's set in stone though. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a done deal. No, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, obviously we'll we'll see because I mean they already said that they were sticking with Mike McCarthy. But <laughs> if Sean is gonna take a year off, then that probably means that they got plans on moving on next season. You know, after next season. What happens in New Orleans, though? What you think? Does anybody worthwhile step into that situation? They keep talking about Jim Caldwell to the Bears. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Hey, look, man, as a, as a, as a, as a former Lions fan, <laughs> don't do it. We done seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough, bro. I've seen enough, bro. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm Good cool. Guy, but uh, he puts a clear ceiling on what your team's potential is. I'm cool, um, dog. Don't worry about man. it. Man. I knew uh, uh I knew hmm. Cole, I knew uh Pauls looked familiar. I was telling this to my young boy yesterday. I was at the U of I uh Michigan State game and we I'm a, I got some shout outs for that as well, but I'm like I knew he looked familiar. He used to play for the Bears. He was an offensive lineman for mm. for the Bears way mm. back when, but um 
McCaskey went and picked him up from the airport. I don't know if you saw those pictures leaked. He picked him yeah. up from O'Hare. Sent him straight to sent him straight to the to the office. But uh Paul's made it clear. He said, I need hundred percent autonomy when it comes to picking the new head coach. And they agreed to it apparently. But that's why it's so is the reports are so conflicting and confusing. How is it that you needed hundred percent autonomy, but you landed on Jim Caldwell as a finalist for the coach? Like what the fuck is going on, bro? Yeah, that's not the way I would want to go. Negative ghost riding. Especially, especially, I mean, I'm not personally a fan of Justin Fields, but if you got a young quarterback that you think is a franchise quarterback and you're trying to develop him, you go get you a guy who is modern, who understands the way the current game is played, who can Word. help develop him into that that franchise guy. You don't go and get somebody whose track record is okay at at best (laughs) you know like you go get you the (laughs) guy right so um i I don't know i mean some of these coaching jobs i mean obviously with the coaching carousel where you see a lot of repeat names sometimes and um i mean even somebody like the saints where i don't even know what you do there you don't have a quarterback either that job is that job is unappealing in the sense of you have no quarterback you have no salary cap um you got unhappy players because I mean even Kamara was a little bit cryptic as well Mm -hmm. like mm, what about it really a desirable spot right now what about Ed Ogeron oh no look I think even he'd be dumb enough to take it he be dumb enough LSU to take you fans had enough of Ed Ogeron. I do not think the uh the rest of the, the the state wants to deal with him as a NFL coach (laughs) <laughs> they just I mean they took Man. a flyer on Urban Meyer shit why not <laughs> oh not Urban come on nah. no I'm I'm just saying he got the shot with no experience he got the shot just off a of oh, namesake of and it was a hometown situation so yeah um, I mean I I still I mean I like Brian Flores which I mean it looks like maybe the Giants job might be in line for him yeah possibly. I think I think that's I think that's a done deal which I like Brian Flores um but he, he's probably off the board um a lot of coordinators out there um, from what you got the coordinator, defensive coordinator from Buffalo. Um, they keep saying Dan Quinn's name too. What is wrong uh, with y'all? Like, what's up? Have y'all, have y'all not seen enough? They go, oh, well, he went to the Cowboys and revitalized. Did he? Did he? Because last time I checked. I mean, having more talent does wonders. Side note, side note. As much as people wanted Dak and the Cowboys to do their thing, Dak Prescott is not fucking with Josh Allen at all. At all. No, not right now, no. At all. It's never. <laughs> not in this lifetime. Not in this universe. Not in this stratosphere. And that's not that's not any slight to Dak Prescott, but Josh Allen's better. Nine, nine times out of nine, Josh Allen's better. Straight up and down, bro. Yeah, I'm rocking with you on that. I'm going to play something for you real quick. This is your boy. He been all over the news. Hit it. These guys at Tampa Bay Bucks tried to make an agreement with me to give me $200,000 to go to the crazy house so these guys could look like they know what they're talking about. The these guys wait, are wait, 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 wait. They wrong. offered you $200,000 for what? what? The, off- the offer was Antonio would basically sit on the sidelines, go on some list, uh, and commit himself to some form of intensive mental health treatment and we were specifically told in writing by the general manager twice don't spin this any other way antonio do you think you need mental help of any kind 
I have mental wealth, man. I know a lot of people may not understand. That's Brian Gumble uh, on HBO's. Uh, what's the name of the show? Anyway, um, that was Antonio Brown and his attorney. Basically, alleging that the Bucks told him, "Yeah, we'll give you two hundred bands if you, you feel me, <laughs> take this route." You feel what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know for everybody that was calling him crazy, saying that he was tripping with taking the shoulder pads off and all that type of stuff, and they were screaming CT and X, Y, and Z. It don't sound so. It don't sound so crazy all of a sudden. You feel me? HBO's yeah. real sports. Excuse me, I'm being disrespectful. With Brian Gumble's institution, you feel me? Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, for Antonio Brown. I think it's a matter of he's the messenger. A lot of times, that's delivering a lot of these messages. So yeah, and they don't want to hear got so much dirt on his name, and it's hard to believe some of the stuff he says. But just reading between the lines and common sense, there's a lot of stuff he says that does make sense. Yeah, it's just it's just. It's, it's just, just the execution of it. Yeah, that it's just weeding it, it out of like what's the BS he's saying, what's the truth that he's saying, <laughs> and what is you got that middle ground of it's his perspective, and then you got the truth, and you got the the reality, right? Like it, it's his perspective too. So, um, I, do I think he needs help? I think to a degree, yes, just because of his um, the spontaneous nature of some of the stuff he does. Yeah. But I can't say like, oh, he needs professional help. I mean, I, maybe you know, maybe it's a coming to Jesus moment he needs. I don't know. I think but, he, I think he needs uh, Jerry Jones. I feel like he's gonna, he's gonna be a cowboy next season anyway. Ooh, the cowboy. That's his rep. That's their reputation. They always taking on the headaches and turning them into. You feel mm. me, cash cows. It's that and the Patriots. Those are the two franchises that tend to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. You talking yeah. about T.O., you talking about Greg Hardy, Randy Gregory, uh, Randy Tunst. Like, how many How many players have we seen? How many times have we seen this? Antonio Brown is, is a lightning rod right now when it comes to media. Um, yeah. And Jerry Jones is is all about, you feel me, making the splash and getting the Cowboys back to prominence. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see CD, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper out there for Dak um, and Zeke mm. in the backfield. So, oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Y'all thought y'all, thought y'all, gonna, y'all was going to get me out of this block without talking about the trash ass Green Bay Packers? What the hell? I forgot to cover the game. Jimmy G went out there and. Played y'all, y'all. You did you hear the? Did you hear uh, what he told Robbie Gould when he hit the oh, field the goal? Game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> FTP. Fuck the Packers. You feel me? Hey man, Robbie Gould still got them. Uh, he still got a little bit of Chicago in his blood. He still lives in Chicago. <laughs> still yeah. lives in Chicago. That's crazy. But yeah, they took down the Packers at the crib, knocked out the number one seed. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got dumped on all weekend. Twitter was set ablaze. With his ashes, everybody said they were smoking on that Aaron Rodgers pack. Um, Look, man, throw Rogan is my favorite nickname. <laughs> I love it's it. Fu- that's, that's funny. I love that's it. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> People saying that he uh, he got uh, he got cursed with the Aaron, with the Alex Rodriguez showing up 
why the owner of the Timberwolves is sitting in regular seats instead of sitting in a box seat or in the suites, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even know he was a Packers fan, let alone a football fan at that. But yeah. um, nevertheless, though, uh, Aaron Rodgers had a, ter- had a terrible game. He kept trying to force the ball to Devontae Adams. Uh, everybody and their mama knew it. Even when they put Josh Norman on him, everybody and their mama knew where the ball was going. Aaron Jones had a great game, but... And then, for what it, for what it's worth, Jimmy G didn't play well again. This is another week where he didn't play well, and he, and they won despite that. They won in spite of him playing terribly. So now it's like he's due for a good game or something. Uh, hopefully that's next year. Yeah, hopefully it's next year because <laughs> I'm with you. I want to see the Rams in the Super Bowl at the crib. I'm ready for that whole combination. The halftime performance... Oh, the story about Odie. Old dog might get a ring. Aaron Donald might get a ring. Brother Ramsey, Von Miller is two star study. You know everybody and their mama gonna be at that game anyway. Yeah. But between that and playing, hopefully playing the Chiefs in a shootout. When's the last time we had a shoot a Super Bowl shootout? They always disappoint you, but um, yeah, man, get the Packers up out of here, dog. And now everybody's wondering about Aaron Rodgers' future. People keep saying he's going to Denver. People keep saying he's going to uh, check out Carolina or he might even replace Tom Brady in Tampa with that ready-made team and that ready-made vertical offense with Bruce Arians. Who knows? But who cares? Shit. Get out the way. <laughs> you feel me? So It could get interesting, though, because if Devontae Adams is a free agent, this could end up being a package deal. Who has the money for him, though? Who has the money for a $100 million receiver right now? Yeah, true. When you no got people, teams. when you got standouts like Debo Samuel coming out of nowhere, essentially, and he's way younger, right? Devontae oh, yeah. Adams is, is one of the top, he's one of the best three wide receivers in the galaxy. But who has $100 million for him right now when we can't even get quarterbacks and head coaches situated? Yeah, you know, team, they'll strip the team down to make it happen. That In order to sell tickets, yeah. But when you're talking about winning a championship, I mean, was Devontae Adams on that Packers team when they won the championship? Nah. Right. So he hasn't even tasted that yet. But mm, let's wait on it. Yeah, because it could it could get some, it could get interesting in the fact that Aaron Rodgers is gonna be traded. So <clears throat> might be a matter of uh I don't know, some some behind the scenes stuff going on. Who knows? But I just find it hard to imagine Devontae not trying to go play where A-Rod is going. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be a package deal. But again, you got to find a team that has the cap, that has yeah. has the room for the both of them, and that, and that needs them. You know what I'm saying? Because those two players instantly make you a Super Bowl contender, and that's what you should be vying for. If they yep. go on somewhere to just be mediocre or just to make a splash, that's not. I know that's not what they. They either one of them are interested in. And how many times now is this they done lost to the 49ers? Fourth. specifically? Four. Yep. He lost. He lost three times to to Jimmy G, and once to Kaepernick, or twice to Kaepernick, twice twice to Jimmy G. What the past few playoffs? He lost to Eli. He's lost to... We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. He lost to Eli. He lost to... Uh, different rend- different renditions of the 49ers team. He lost to Tom Brady last year. Like... Yep. How many how many years are we going to say like Aaron Rodgers is the... Is the is the QB1 of the NFL? Not too many more. We shouldn't have... He shouldn't have got this much clout. You feel me? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I think... I mean, I not to hate on him, but I mean, that MVP award is really a... Uh... 
I mean, it's, that, that he's going to win is going to be really a product of just a down year with QB play overall. Indeed, uh, very much so. You know, so it's, it's over. It's over for Green Bay. Because um, I don't think he'll be back. And he don't sound too sure like he's going to be back. So I, it's probably over. In a division that's rebuilding. Everybody's, how many, what what we got? 0-16, what, what did the Lions go? 2-15, two, 3-16? Two yeah, three and three and three and fourteen. Excuse me, three and fourteen. The Vikings just fired their head coach. The Bears fired their head coach, and y'all in the and y'all were in the divisional playoffs. So leaving does what? For you to say that you can't make it to the Super Bowl coming out of essentially the weakest division in football, mm, I ain't really worried about what you do moving forward, Big Dog. Let's switch gears real quick. Let me play you another clip. This is from Charles Barkley, uh, courtesy of TMZ. What? But they've got to make a decision. But Ben Simmons never gonna play in Philly again. The fans Talk will never Philly. forgive him. And you know those fans. You know those fans. <laughs> I know those fans. It's not well. happening. It's not happening. I, I thought my name was Charles Barkley, son of a bitch, for a long time when I was there. <laughs> if you're GMing it, what is the move that they have to make? Where does Simmons go? Oh, what, I don't know. Who can they get? Like, what what's, makes the most sense if you're, like, GMing it? Well, you call the Boston Celtics. You call the Houston Rockets. You call the Sacramento Kings. I mean, there's some good trades out there, but the Sixers are being stubborn and just wasting Joel Embiid's great season. They're just being stupid. Daryl Morey's like... Yeah, just being stupid. So Chuck made a couple very valid points that I want to throw your way, bro. Um, and talking about Philly, talking about Ben Simmons. One, he said they wasting Joe Embiid's MVP season. And he's been going galactic, like scoring 30 points every night. It's like oh, a book. What is it, the last five or what, six games where he scored more points than minutes played? Man, dog, that's, old, that's <laughs> like, unreal, <it's> <laughs> bro. He came out and made a statement um, the other day. I'll read it to you here. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of meat on this bone. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Um... He said in the previous year, we had someone that was so good in transition that you had to play, that you had to play. And he was so good at it. His absence puts a hole in that category. That's why I've decided to kind of change my game and to take it to another level when it comes to that. So let's talk about Ben Simmons, obviously. Ben Simmons made them a better defensive team, a better team in transition, right? Uh, a much longer team in terms of defenders. Um just across the board, it just made the mismatch a mismatch nightmare in and out. Um, but when you look at Embiid's path, like he could have very well been the number one pick back in 2014, I believe it was. But he got hurt the week before the draft. So Wiggins goes first. If Wiggins or if he doesn't go, if he doesn't get hurt and he goes number one, does LeBron stay in Cleveland? Because there was a world where LeBron and Embiid were going to play together. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Or does he still go through or, or do they still talk to, was it was it David Griffin or Kobe Altman at the time? Do they still push through the trade to get Kevin Love and send Embiid to Minnesota where he was going to end up instead of Carl Anthony Towns? You feel they, what I'm saying? Oh, they definitely trade him because LeBron wasn't trying to wait no year for Embiid to get healthy. He waited two. You know, Embiid didn't play two the first two years. Yeah, the first two, yeah. So then he LeBron comes in. wasn't going to wait. <laughs> he then comes in his third year, does his thing. Um, fourth year is when he becomes a monster for real, right? He goes for 29 and 13 for the year. And then 
in the midst of that, he's the prototype for the process. You get Ben Simmons, you get Markel Fultz. Uh, at one point, you had Jimmy Butler, right? Culture changer. Yeah. Um, and they were a Kawhi Leonard shot away from making the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yep. So then they switch it up. They get rid of Brett Brown. They bring in Doc Rivers, another culture changer. And they had a bubble year. And they get swept by the Celtics, right? That's when everything starts getting, like, serious. Like, all right, what are we doing? Like, we got these two dogs. And this division is not really shaky. Like, in a world where the Toronto Raptors won the championship coming out of that division. Like, we got to make this shit happen now. And then they get in trouble with the Hawks of all teams. Like, y'all was supposed to murder them. And Ben Simmons nuts up. And now here we are again. Joel Embiid was an early MVP candidate last year doing this thing again this year. And we still sit here talking about Ben Simmons. Like, if I'm Joel Embiid, how much frustration am I having with that? Because I'm supposed to be the big dog in Philly. And why is the conversation more about Ben Simmons than it is about me? You feel me? That's not what you want to have on your star player's mind. My next point before I toss it to you, um, well, the teams that Chuck mentioned, he said he would call the Houston Rockets. They, it was rumors uh, the other day talking about possible Russell Westbrook for John Wall trade. Um, seeing if they could finagle a situation where they could get De'Aaron Fox or try to get a three-team deal with Ben Simmons either going to Houston or going to Sacramento and sending Fox somewhere else. Um, Boston Celtics, they've been trying to get rid of Marcus Smart for I don't know how long, and we've been talking about every other, <laughs> every time we every time we link up, we talking about they need to break that thing up between um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So, in a world where Ben Simmons still occupies airspace in the NBA conversation, he's supposed to be making thirty three million dollars this year, and he already blew through half of it by not showing up. Yep, <laughs> they, and I think, and I think we're still dealing with the same problem, and even even amongst the the national media, we're still dealing with the same problem. You got you got one crowd that is still supremely overvaluing Ben Simmons as a player. Exactly, forgetting the fact and, that we still have enough on tape when it comes to he him not being able to shoot or score <laughs> or being scared to shoot a three. Yeah, and then on the other hand, you got some other people like Chuck, like Shaq. I don't know if you've seen that uh that uh that episode on TNT the other day with Inside. Shaq, Candace Parker, and D Wade when they was trying to talk Shaq into the Ben Simmons thing, and Shaq Shaq in the nicest way possible wasn't having it. <laughs> you could see, see he wanted to say something else, but he just wasn't having it. Right? My boy like, said, <laughs> "I'm cool. I'm cool." <laughs> Well, because, you know, they had the nerve to say, you know, you had great number twos and isn't Ben Simmons a great number two? And Shaq like, no, nah, don't compare him to Penny or D-Wade and Nash or Kobe. Hold on. Nah. <laughs> so, and, and I think that's, I mean, that's the guy's the honest truth. Now, um, he's not that caliber of number two guy. And they, they're wasting, they're wasting a good season out of Embiid. And in all honesty, if I'm Embiid, I'm, I'm, I'm at the front office. I'm, I'm in the front office right now saying, yo. Make something happen now. Yeah, banging my fist on the table like y'all need to do something. Like, uh, Tobias Harris' name keeps coming up, and, and, and we've been talking about yeah, we've been talking about how Ty Maxi is here to stay when it comes to like if I was Ty Maxi, I'm like y'all need to stop talking about Ben Simmons. Y'all need to talk about Ty Maxi. You feel me? 
bro. Um, him, Seth Curry has been balling this year. Straight up and down. They miss him when he when he was out though too. Yeah, you know Matisse Thybul. He's 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 shown up and giving them a lot of good minutes. Like they. And some of the deals that have been thrown out there, I don't, you know, the rumored deals or whatever conversations or whatever that were reported, they passed up on some stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if the if the Pistons deal was true, that's an even better deal than I was offering from the Pistons. <laughs> my, I remember my original concept was Killian and, and Jeremy Grant. And Jeremy and, Grant. Yeah, and throw Corey Joseph in for salary match and some draft picks. But they, the reported deal was Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, and Kelly Olynyk in a first round pick. <laughs> Bro, bro, for Ben Simmons straight up, dog. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to be a fool. Yeah, they put him on the PJ. You and me would have packed his bags, got him up out of there. Man, what? So like, so I mean, Chuck. I mean, with Chuck, and I think what Chuck was getting at was that they need to reach out to bad teams to try to just get rid of Ben Simmons and try to get something back. And um. I mean, the Rockets, I don't really see as a landing spot. I mean, what, could the Rockets really give the Sixers that would impress Daryl Morey, especially with the way that relationship right, especially is with when Morey he came and the Rockets? Right. Yeah. Um, Sacramento's interesting, but we keep getting back and forth on what Sacramento wants to do. Like, one minute, it's De'Aaron Fox is untouchable, and Ty Halliburton and Buddy Heald are up for grabs. And then the next minute, it's no, Halliburton's up for grabs and not De'Aaron Fox. And then the next minute it was they're, Halliburton and Fox are both untouchable because they're going to build around those two guys and everybody else can go. And now you had them getting mopped up the other day by Boston. Right. The way they did. Right. And they, they Jason Tatum much, going for 51 on the ass. Man, what? And then you had the Boston game, which I don't know how that game ended up finishing out. I didn't get a chance to finish watch, I mean, to watch it yet, but they were down by 30. Like, you know what I mean? Like that whole roster needs to be blown up, and Sacramento might be a place where you could get some pieces to make something happen. Um, obviously, you look at a OKC. You know, if they're willing to part with Shea, who knows? Not when he's but scoring I would thirty. At least explore it. Not when he's scoring thirty. You still think there's an outside chance for Golden State? Do Wiggins pull? Toscano Anderson or, or uh, I don't know, mix it up, Kaminga, Wiseman, some something like that. Oh, I look, I think Kaminga's untouchable now, right? And and well, and, I think and that even was like from the, I think even from the jump, like he was the best small forward in the draft. He just so happened to fall because of just how teams drafted, yeah, right? Like yeah. they didn't need Scotty him. Miller. I mean, Scotty Barnes went off the board first. Like you know, Kaminga was you know he was the best small forward in the draft, and he just fell. But now you're starting to see why he was the best small forward in the draft yeah, when he's exactly. getting more playing time, and you see the athleticism, you see the defensive potential in him, the offensive potential. I, I, he might out next to Steph Clay, Draymond. I I would venture to say he might be one of the like four or five most untouchable people on that team. I'm gonna give you one more before we move into the last uh, spot on this band. Uh, I, and you brought this one up to me uh, a while ago. Indiana still in play. Sabonis, Malcolm yeah. Brogdon, any one of the scores, whether it be Karis Levert, T.J. Warren, um, Holiday, to come in and give you some spot work, backup point guard situation, or backup combo guard to spell Seth Curry. That's an attractive spot too. Mm-hmm. If I could get, if I'm Philly, 
Oh yeah, look, if you can get Sabonis out of that, especially with his ability to stretch the floor. Man, what? Him and Embiid together? <laughs> Filthy. Um, but I mean, yeah, even if you can get uh Levert and well, they can't get Brogdon now, they would have to wait till after the season because of the extension. But right. if you could get Levert and Brogdon or Levert and Turner. I'm, I'm, I do it in a heartbeat. Yes, Joel and B play center, but you play him at the four and you let Turner play the five, or vice versa. If you get Sabonis, you play Sabonis at the four and let him be play the five. Right. And you go and you go big. You see how you see how successful kind of playing a bigger lineup has been for Cleveland. So I mean, you you go with it. Um, I I mean I think the Pacers should still be on the board one hundred percent. They 100% should still be on the board because they need to break it down too. We got about a month before the trade deadline comes. Yeah. Like a month exactly. Keep it locked to be continued. Let's get off into the quick hits, man. We're living in a world right now where the leader, the home run leader, the all-time hits leader, all-time home runs leader, and all-time Cy Young winner are not Hall of Famers. And then, not to mention... One of the all-time home run hitters that he's, I think he's the only player to go over 63 times in Sammy Sosa, and none of them made the Hall of Fame. <sighs> David Ortiz, uh, shout out to Big Poppy. I know Justin is not feeling it at all. I seen him on nah. Twitter going crazy, but uh David Ortiz, the the sole Hall of Fame first ballot uh announcement made yesterday. He was the only one to make the 75% threshold, um, the newest inductee into Cooperstown, David Big Poppy Ortiz, three-time World Series champion and World Series MVP. But on the flip side of things, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Sammy Sosa of note on their final, and Kurt Schilling on their final uh, times up for, va- up for the ballot didn't make it. They won't be Hall of Famers. They won't have Hall of Fame attached to their names and their legacies in baseball. Unbelievable, bro. In my opinion. I don't know how you feeling about it, but I'm oh, shocked. I mean, it, they failed the fans. Um, Because at the end of the day, Hall of Fame is not just for the players themselves, but it's also for the fans. Word. You know what I mean? Like it does it does nothing for owners to say, oh, somebody, somebody played on my team, went to the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's players who've played on six, seven teams that went into a Hall of Fame. Uh, you know what I mean? So it does nothing for them. It does nothing for the sports writers, but yet they continue to punish the two people who it matters the most to, which is the players and the fans, which Man. is ridiculous. Um, you know, David Ortiz, I like, but when you're talking about him being on the same ballot as a Barry Bonds, it's hard for me to... It's hard for me to be like a hundred percent like excited about it because of Barry not getting in. And this is his first time on the ballot. First time on the ballot. Bonds is last time on the ballot. Yeah. In the fact that I mean Barry, when you every and everybody says this, he was a Hall of Famer before Before that. Before, before that. Before like, any of that. And they're punishing him for something that was post him already being a Hall of Famer, which is in, incredibly stupid. That's and what, how many MVPs? Seven, right? And that's why. <laughs> and that's why a lot of times I go back to Ocho. He talks about the fact that he knows he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame, even though he has the resume 
He has a cachet and he has the popularity with the fans who, like you just mentioned, the Hall of Fame is also for the fans, but he knows he's not going to get in because they view his, his quote unquote antics to be too, yeah, too radical, yeah. too flamboyant. T.O. made the Hall of Fame and didn't even go. He's like, shit, because they don't mean nothing to me. I've been known I was a Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, they, they treat it like it's some crazy big money thing. And it's like the owners, y'all ain't walking through, y'all ain't taking trips to Cooperstown. Why does it matter? Like even the sports writers, like what, like, and, and I mean, we can sit here and talk about what's been, you know, a dead, you know, it's been beaten beyond being a dead horse at this point, but like the sports writers and their agendas or their bias when it comes to Hall of Fame voting. Oh, don't get me started on how contracts are attached to the media's deciding <laughs> who makes all NBA or who, who makes the all star hey, team. You feel me? Exactly. And and for the Hall of Fame, it there there's got to be a better way. There's got to be. Speaking of another potential Hall of Famer, Francis Ngannou retained the UFC Heavyweight mm-hmm. Championship over the weekend, beating somebody that actually was on his coaching staff, trained him to be the monster that he is. But um, he's in the news for a couple of different reasons. One, he's feuding with Dana White in the UFC over contract disputes. No UFC fighter in the history of the sport has walked away as the champion um, due to free agency. Francis Ngannou's contract, I believe it's up at the end of the year. Um, And he's vowed that he might not even fight. He might not even defend the belt uh, the rest of the year because of the contract disputes. And uh, word around the campfire is the UFC is worried that he's going to go to Bellator with the UFC championship belt. Sounds like some shit on WWE. You feel me? When yeah. uh, when uh, what's what's old girl name back in the day? Medusa showed up on WCW with the with the belt, oh, yeah. threw in the trash can. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, you know, usually Dana White when when a when a championship fight happens, he's in the ring at the end with the decision to put the belt around the champion. Dana White was nowhere to be found when Ngannou retained the title. Um, and then the last funny part of this whole thing is that Ngannou said he wants to fight Tyson Fury. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, bro. No, we're not doing that. We're not. Him. We're not going to Jake Paul route. We're not doing the 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 Thunder Lips versus Rocky exhibition. Well, he, here's why I don't blame him. He made six hundred thousand dollars off of that gone fight. True. True. He, it should have been six million. Or him more. and Tyson Fury, the two heavyweight champions of combat sports, going at it. I mean, that's a nice payday. It's gotta be. I got two words for you, bro. John Jones. You want a payday, John Jones. Boy. Let's make it happen. John Jones. That, that's a whole nother contract dispute going on. I mean, they could leave together and get the people what they want at Bellator. You feel me? Yeah. That, that, now that is a possibility. Let's, let's do it. Let's do but it. That or, let's go to, going, or let's go to Triller. You same. think you tr- you think if Triller's doing boxing, if Triller's doing celebrity boxing, you think they can put an octagon cage up and do something? They got they verses. Could, but that payday ain't going to be the same as Fighting Fury. Mm. And you talking about a... I I'm mean, not watching for, that, for that fight, the way they would bill it, I mean, you probably talking about a 50 plus million dollar payday. I'm not watching that. I don't want him nowhere near Fury, bro. Ah, that'd be tough to turn. And and the only reason why I say this too, because it, what would make it different is that you got the two guys who are at the top of their sport currently. I get that. I get that. That's You're not what wrong. Make, make it different than say Floyd and 
Connor where Floyd was not even in his prime anymore or some of these other matchups like you're talking about like top MMA fighter versus top boxer in the world like dream at the marketing for it would be brilliant that's a that's big big money there's money to be made but you know how that's gonna go bro that's what I'm saying like I don't of course we know how it's gonna go but I'm not mad and and, and that's kind of the point (laughs) I've gotten to with the trailer thing where it's like you know what? This is Dana White's fault, anyways. If fighters got paid better, this wouldn't be an issue. One million. <laughs> so <laughs> this all falls back on Dana at the end of the day, and this is his fault. And Ngannou, and and the way he's treated Ngannou, with I mean, Ngannou had to belt for three months, and he was our Dana was trying to make him fight already when Stipe and DC got to fight once a year. You know what I mean? Because he didn't want—he's trying to get the belt, belt off of him. He didn't want—he he didn't want yeah. the belt on him. That's what and it was. And then doing the interim belt that quick, like it's just mad disrespectful. Corny. And then even even the payouts gone made five hundred thousand dollars, and a guy who made six hundred thousand. Since when? <laughs> like the UFC <laughs> boxing situation, did the A side make that little more than the B side? I think he needs to dip. I think he needs to set the precedent because if he yep. dips, that means everybody else is going to follow because it's been. You know, it, it, that's been the point of contention where the fighters were underpay and they're having to pay their staff. They're having to pay nutritionists. They're having to pay taxes. They're having, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been that. Mm-hmm. And and then, and then you know, Bruce talks about it. Justin talks about it. Eddie talks about it all the time. They're not allowed to go out and get their own endorsements. They're not allowed to go out and get their own separate sponsorships because they signed a Reebok deal. And now it's Venom, right? Yep. And, and Venom and uh, Crypto. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, if I'm not the the face of the UFC, like I can't necessarily say the reason that you're selling Venom shirts and Venom shorts and Venom gear is because of me. It's like, nah, this is like a uniform for 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 school. Yeah, trash, and, man. And what the, what the, what did the event make? Like sixty plus million, dog. And and, and and what did they make it off of? My name because of the yeah. ESPN Plus deal, and like. The, and the total fighter payout between all the fighters was like two million or something like that. Damn. Combined. Like out of a sixty million dollar pay-per-view. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, bro. We gotta keep it locked on that. No rundown this week. We still waiting on these Iversons to drop. They've been playing bro. us for two weeks, dog. I'm soft. Ain't even got no like update on it. Like, you hey, feel me? they dropping in, like nothing. Man, this weather and between between you and me, man, I think it's a ring. I think I think it's a postal mafia going on. They be stealing packages left and right. Them ring lights don't. Everybody trying to get a ring light, but it don't do you no good if don't no packages even. Now it's to the mm-hmm. point where they like, hey, don't worry about it. Y'all ain't got to catch us stealing at y'all house no more. It ain't even gonna make it to your crib. We just gonna keep it at the warehouse. Bruh. Did you see? Did you see uh, that train that got that got uh, ambushed? No, what? That you didn't see that cargo train on? It was on the news. It was on CNN. But we doing superhero stuff now? No, it's like Red Dead Redemption, bro. They robbed the train. <laughs> they robbed the train. It was so. It was a bunch of Amazon packages. They did an expose on it. So, what? Yeah, bro. Stopped the train that had a, a you know just shipments full of stuff that was going from California into the rest of the country. They stopped it somewhere um, in the Midwest, robbed it, took everything. Bruh, come on. Craziness, Don't tell, don't tell me they was on horseback too, bruh. <laughs> Might as well have been. <laughs> y'all keep it locked in the Yeezy Mafia. Keep it locked into the sneakers out. We're going to get back with y'all um, on the Instagram to keep you posted on what shock drops updates come. They had a shock drop for the Cool Grays. They had a restock of the uh, Bread Ones a couple days ago. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of him at all, but I seen him in I person. I didn't I didn't like him at first and then I seen him in person and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I got my I got my OG pair at the crib. I'm waiting on them to drop him again. Let me get you off into the game show before we cut the show. Let's get it. Where I'm at. Let's do it. I need to get a sponsor for this. You know how you used to watch Prices Right, sponsored by Charmin. <laughs> Y'all sponsors holler at me. I already know. I already know the next one. I'm kind of zeroing in on, but just trying to do a little bit more research. So check it out, MG. This is for you, bro. We're taking it back to the beginning when basketball was played in the Peach Basket. Which team won the very first NBA game? Was it? The Philadelphia Warriors, the Chicago Stags, the New York Knicks, or the Toronto Huskies? You have 30 seconds to give me your answer, and your time starts now. Let me know if you need the names again. Couldn't have been Toronto. Ooh, the first NBA game? The very first NBA game. Couldn't have been Toronto. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Warriors. Damn. <laughs> it's pretty easy, though. Um, the New York Knicks defeated the Toronto oh. Huskies 68-66 in the very first NBA game on November 1st, 1946. The promotion for that night was any fan that was taller than Toronto center George Nordstrom was granted free admission to the game. So that's... Well, the Knicks got something to say. The Knicks right got now. something to say, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Shout-outs for the week. Who you got on deck, Brody? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give a big shout-out to Reebok and Adidas. I've been on a Reebok and Adidas kick lately. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we're buying shoes. Um, Shout-out to Reebok. Shout-out to Stripe. Obviously, my boy, Matthew Stafford. Doing his thing. He gonna get you LA. one. He gonna get you Look, one. I seen you hey, on bro. Twitter going nuts. That's my quarterback. Look, That's my quarterback. Bro, if they win, I might just be done watching football. Yeah. I want my I want my last memory of football to be a happy yeah. one. <laughs> that might be it for me, bro. I'm riding to the sunset with football. Now let me ask you uh, this though. Let me ask you this though. Is the Clayton Kershaw curse real? If he shows up to the game, do they win it? Oh God! Please don't. Please keep him out, right? <laughs> Look, man, baseball—they got—they got—they got labor negotiations going on. Yeah, we forgot, on to talk, <laughs> we forgot to talk about that. They still ain't. They still ain't. They supposed to be in spring training right now, mm-hmm. or setting up. When the meetings should be just about over. They still trying to yeah, so figure out what's up. Should have really started. <clears throat> yeah, man. So, but, I think they gonna get it done though. They—they <sighs> they need to. They can't afford to lose no more money. Ah, oh, hell no. Nah. They got to continue to compete. Uh, my shout out, my shout out for the week goes out to uh, U of I senior, Alana senior, Trent Frazier, Florida boy. Uh, last night, like I said, um, and shout out to my young boy Denzel. He been on the show a few times, big friend of the show. Um, but we were there in attendance. Trent Frazier um went into the top ten all time in scoring um at U of I. Ayo Dasumu um. Young guard for the Chicago Bulls was in attendance last night. 
he's been in a, he's been in a few of the games and brought some of the Bulls players out, including uh, Demar Derozan, who kind of lost his mind the other day talking to Taylor Rooks, telling her he he thought he was the MVP coming into the season. Relax, bro. Relax, dog. <laughs> You feel me? Just enjoy the ride. Let's not do nothing crazy. But no, nah, shout out to Trent Frazier. That's huge. Um, becoming top 10. His name etched in history at that university. After they just retired Io's number, they may retire his number uh, right after that. But uh, also, big shout out to the black podcast that, you know, keep me going, keep me motivated that I love. Shout out to uh, BKDNC over the three-ish podcast. Of course, the Supreme Pod guy, Jay Sims, Joe Jack, KD, AE Media, Young Juice over at the Reason to Doubt podcast. Um, Dino Cardi and Coyote over at the Taper Talk podcast. We waiting on the new fire, bro. We need y'all back in it. Hook us up. Let us know when it's dropping. Shout out to Terry Roseland and Cam and Boogie over at the Terry Roseland podcast. They got a pop-up shop coming uh, real soon. Make sure y'all go, go get that forever merch. Um, Check out that pod class. Shout out to Terry Roseland. Um, of course, my big dog, MG from the 313. Appreciate you pulling up on me. Y'all can tap in with him on the Defining Victories podcast. Him and Shotty only on BlitzSportsNetwork.com. Um, shout out to my guys over at the I Ain't Going podcast. I just checked out their new episode this morning. Um, again, before we get up out of here, I want to let y'all know that we everywhere that podcast live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that. Shout out to my boy Smash and Veil over at um, the BU Podcast over in Japan. Make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag, the Hit Me In Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on the socials at Hit Me In Podcast, at Labeled and Known, at Virtuoso Sports. And don't ever forget in your life, man. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f-ing acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. We gone, holla.